We're Tunnel Talk of the Shaq's Tunnels Network. <laughs> and I think I think it'll be no problem to call the smaller network Shaq's Tunnel. <laughs> No facts, all feelings, wrestling podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Ann. And I'm Leah. The elite have not returned to all elite <laughs> wrestling yet. That's our first update. We'll just get that out of the way because it means. We what is all to, elite wrestling with yeah, no just elite? elite. All just wrestling. all wrestling. Tony's just wrestling. wrestling co. JK. Tony's terrible wrestling. GTW. I feel like we're like ripping paper off like a paper calendar and being like. Week three, still no elite. <laughs> That's exactly what we're doing, yes. And we will continue to continue to track. You can't get this news anywhere else. No one's talking about it, but we'll, we'll talk about it, yeah. They're still not back. Um, so the only thing that's keeping us from descending into really deep depression is uh, hearing from you, our listeners, and uh, hearing that you are also suffering in certain ways. Some of you not as much as us, but... <laughs> Others just as much you as could us. stand to suffer a little more, to be honest. <laughs> uh, we've, we've heard from a lot of you uh, over the past couple of weeks. We really like it. We love uh, getting your thoughts. We're very glad that you all enjoyed uh, that podcast that we recommended. Honestly, like more exciting to me than our own podcast <laughs> last week was I was like, they're loving, the, they're loving the five hour podcast. <laughs> it's like, this means this podcast is more important to me than anything anyone's ever done in the whole world. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much that's where I'm at. Um, okay. So we did want to first address uh, specifically an email that we got from uh, listener Betsy. Betsy, we're obsessed with you. We love you. Uh, you. You sent all of us into hysterics before Dynamite and we literally didn't stop uh, losing it the entire way through. Uh, so I'm just going to read, we loved your whole email, but we're going to read the part that we'd like to specifically address at the top of the, the pod this week. So Betsy said, recently I made my roommate come with me to watch the all-out pay-per-view at our local movie theater. Did not know they did that very hot tip. No, it is. Uh, That's great. Yes. Um, And she said, my roommate is not super familiar with the acclaimed except for clips I've shown him of the scissor me daddy ass situation, which blew his mind. Does this audience know? (laughs) Do they know what they're saying? Many, I think, don't. Many in a way don't. (laughs) But when Max Caster appeared on screen, my roommate's jaw dropped open and he said, oh, gender, that man is a lesbian. <laughs> Thoughts on Max Caster is male lesbian representation. I it's think he would correct. be so happy about it, especially oh, yeah. like considering like how much he wants to be Tegan and Sarah. Like, yeah, he yeah. would be. Thrilled. I always forget about that. Tegan Ferris, Sarah, super fan. Yeah, that man is the biggest Tegan and Sarah fan on earth. And I think he would be almost as delayed as I am to hear that he's a male lesbian. It's just correct. Yeah, I agree. And like during the acclaimed match, I just kept looking at him and just going, lesbian. (laughs) I know. I was like, yes, I claim him for my community. I think he's a I think he's a TikTok lesbian and I think he's causing a lot of drama over there. Oh yeah. He's he's also like the kind of lesbian that's like in a very small dating pool causing like a oh, lot yeah. of drama. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. He's kind of, he's wreaked havoc in many friend groups. Yeah. <laughs> staring a streak of destruction. It's like 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 someone catches sight of him and it's just like no. Don't. No. <laughs> Someone reminded not, not me. Not again. Not this time. 
Someone reminded me recently of when he was it Kath Barbadaro who's like, Do you remember when Max Caster tweeted that he was a virgin? And then there was like all these depressing headlines that were like, Max Caster admits to being a virgin. Reveals. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, which is kind of wrestling journalism in a nutshell, which is extremely accurate. Think, it really is. And I had forgotten just how funny that was. And then yeah. today Today, somebody tweeted at him and was like, uh, Anthony Bowens is gay, but I don't know what Max Caster is. And he was like, I'm closeted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what was the other tweet That's that you so read funny. us the other night? It's like, it was like, Anthony Bowens fucks guys and Max Caster oh. fucks anything that'll get him a reaction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Correct. Wow, love it. Uh, totally thank you so cool. much for, for writing to us, Betsy. Yeah, Betsy, that was wonderful. It was a really funny yeah. email. So on that note, uh, we are going to, we, we talked amongst ourselves and we're going to do kind of a little deal. So if you like our podcast and you want more people to listen to it, which we kind of do want more people to listen to it, uh, we have an offer for you. So if you have a specific match or interview or article that you want us to watch or read and respond to, or a question that you really want us to answer, or a concept like Max Caster male lesbian representation that you want our take on or a game that you want us to play. If you give us a five-star rating on iTunes, I really feel like a real podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) Shilling for five-star ratings. Yeah. If you give us a five-star rating on iTunes, we will do whatever you tell us to. I mean, within reason, but we'll, we'll watch what you want us to watch or read it or whatever. And we'll respond on the podcast. Uh, and if you've already left us a review, uh, you can email us and, uh, it, it, it'll work retroactively. We'll do something for you. Um, so we do, obviously when you write to us, we usually try to respond anyway, because we love hearing from you and we will still do that. This is kind of like probably especially good if you have something that you want us to watch or respond to and you thought they won't do that. Well, now we will. <laughs> so you can either put your request in your review or you can email us separately. And uh, we'll dance like monkeys for you. Anything to add? I don't know. I'm a little scared now. about wrestling? You'd be about anything. Don't you think? Wow. Oh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let's open it up. Yeah, like sure. if you want us to watch an SNL clip or something. <laughs> I mean, the clips do have to be kind of like under a time limit, probably. <laughs> Oh, you know, under half, unless hour. they're really good. I'm sorry, yeah. Ian. You don't want our listeners to recommend us a four and a half hour podcast. <laughs> I'd probably listen to it. I got if it was time. good, I'd listen to it. Yeah. Well, if they tell us it's good, I believe them. I've, I'll, I'll always believe our listeners. You won't. <laughs> you don't trust our listeners. I heard Ian doesn't even like them. Damn, that is. And do you want to respond to the allegations <laughs> that you don't like our listeners? I don't know how we got into this place. I love our listeners. And I'll watch anything of any length, of course, for our listeners. If it's for our listeners. Okay, we've got one more item of business. Really quickly, if you like our theme music, which we are obsessed with, Mm -hmm. uh, we are doing another shill. We're shilling another thing. So um, Chris Corkin, who did our uh, theme song, is in a band called Diary. They have a new single out. The song is called Plant Life, and it's great. It's the first thing that I listened to today. And then I just kept listening to the radio after it because I loved the the vibe of the song, and it carried me through most of the morning. (laughs) So you can find it on Spotify or wherever you get your music. Uh, Please support our beloved theme songwriter. And the band is on Insta on Diary at Diary Sounds. And I'll say that they're a bunch of hunks. I'll say it. Hey, yeah. go check out the hunks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Should we talk about wrestling? I guess. I mean, do, do you want to sell anything else? 
I don't know. I wish I had something else to sell. I wish like that we were Me undies or a Casper mattress. We got a blue apron. <laughs> no, no one we'll sponsors just, us. No. We, well, you know what? I wouldn't. Okay. We've got to move on. So <laughs> the biggest news of last night. This is really off to a rough start. I mean, feeling loopy. So the biggest news of last night. The acclaimed beat Swerve in Our Glory to become AEW's newest tag team champs. Uh, this was the rematch, I think, like, demanded of Tony Khan. Like, I really don't think he had a choice about <laughs> no. this. No. No, yeah. and I feel like the vibe of the crowd, the moment, like, people started, like, the moment Swerve and Our Glory walked out, like, the people started, like, getting very frenzied about being, like, mm-hmm. we better get what we're asking for. There will be a riot. <laughs> that crowd was so hot. Like, I know, like, that stadium is bigger, and, um, like, I think the echo and stuff was kind of weird, so. actually. Like, the sound was crazy in this episode, but, like, they sounded so loud. But it was appropriate for the acclaimed Absolutely, it was. It was very interesting. It's like, because Swerve and Keith Lee are like, they don't share theme music. They each have their own theme music. So Swerve is coming out to his theme music, getting booed like crazy, which is great because he's mm-hmm. got that heel heat. Uh, Keith mm-hmm. Lee, I think, was getting cut, like kind of a muted, like cheer, but like, but no, don't win. But yes, we will cheer you, but don't think that we're cheering don't you. Don't you dare that win. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then the acclaimed just uh, blew the roof off the place. Uh, Max Caster was finally allowed to rap again. Uh, that was huge immediately. Does one of you want to say what he said? Uh, he said swerve in a glory hole. <laughs> he sure did. And then he started doing some hip and hand motions that the camera quickly cut away from. So... When the rap started, I said to Sarah, how many ex- high-level executives do you think had to review that rap before they let they handed Max Caster a uh, mic? And then he said, swerve and glory hold. It's even funnier to be like, how many? How many executives were like, oh, no, that's fine. You can say that. I don't know. I, he might have gone off book. I wouldn't be surprised if he writes two raps, one for the executives and one for live air. I don't know. I saw someone on Twitter today being like, if I were in middle school right now, I'd be getting in so much trouble trying to get everyone to scissor me in the, in the cafeteria. I was like, oh, yeah, middle school boys are probably getting suspended all across this nation yeah. of ours. But I'd be getting in trouble like a nerd for being like, what's a glory hole? <laughs> Then I'd be like asking my mom because <laughs> <Absolutely>. then. <laughs> there was a lot of like pretty young kids like with scissor like cutouts in the crowd and they kept being like, Y'all know what that is? It's Y'all- just a hand motion. <laughs> it's it's not a charming not hand deep. motion. It's just a hand motion. <laughs> that means like I love you, man. That's all. They did when they scissored at the end, like they did do a best friend thing where they went to like all the corners of the ring and then came together to scissor <laughs> instead of hug. Beautiful. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of talk after this win. It was like, I mean, it was a great match. I guess we should say that first. It was a really good match. Um, it just like was good. <laughs> <laughs> It was good. I thought the pay-per-view match was like a little bit better, but yeah, it's a rematch. Well, I was going to say that that's what I heard, but then I didn't want to reiterate that I haven't gone back and watched the pay-per-view yet. So (laughs) that's kind of what happened to me just there. I was like, I don't want to draw attention to this, but then I really did actually. (laughs) I think (laughs) it was more of a lantern on it. Yeah. Yeah. It was was definitely better, but like sort of in the way because nobody expected it. You know what I mean? Like it just fed on itself or like in the middle of that match, we were all, all of a sudden being like, wait, are they going to get it? They should. 
Yeah, it's like when something just like organically happens and you're like, this is happening and you can't really recreate the magic. It's true. But it was good. It was was good. The fact that Max Caster can pick up Keith Lee and throw him really crazy. Yeah. Max Caster has such like, but I'm just a little guy energy. You forget that he is actually like a pretty big guy. (laughs) When they zoom in on his thighs, I remember. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that. When I I see those legs, yeah, I remember he's a big guy. And I was in the middle of that match thinking things like get a get a boob shot, but from underneath. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right. really. one of our friends that listens to the pod but doesn't watch wrestling. The only wrestler that she has ever pointed out as attractive is Max Caster. <laughs> that's I mean correct of her though like yeah I just keep thinking about when we were in like our little hotel after all out and we were talking to our friend Nicole about what we were gonna when we were gonna meet up in the morning and Max Caster just came walking right past us and I think our little brains totally broke we were trying to have a very nonchalant conversation and it was just like shut down Hunk in the house. Hunk uh, in the house. So the plot of this match, there, there was some stuff going on where like Swerve accidentally like brained Keith Lee with the acclaimed's boombox. And then there was also some ringside stuff where Swerve was trying to get into it with Billy Gunn. And then Keith Lee was like, don't do that. But then he did. I couldn't quite piece this together from the like going and looking at the recaps again. But basically they did something a little weird with the misalignment between them. I don't think worked as well as it could have. No, I really think that they should have had Swerve pick up the boombox, Keith Lee stop him out of principle, Mm -hmm. and then have like the match devolve from there, rather than having this thing where Swerve was going to cheat, but then accidentally hit Keith Lee, who didn't really get a chance to react to it. Like it just would have been, it would have been better with a little bit more agency from Keith Lee. Yeah. yeah, well, especially because Swerve has heel heat and is going to be such a great heel. And it seems like pretty clear that like eventually sooner rather than later, maybe he'll be doing a singles run as a heel. It's like, let him have a purposeful heel turn. He doesn't right. have to hit someone by accident. He will do it on purpose <laughs> because he gets pissed off. Yeah. Right. Well, and like all the setup was very purposeful and very purposefully on the different pages. I was, I did rewatch the match and I was like, in some ways, cause like whoever ducked out of the way. And so it was like a little mischief on the part of the acclaimed, which I felt like that kind of worked for their characterization. But yeah, I didn't think it really did for Keith and Swerve. It just didn't seem to really like, it was like they kind of dropped them having tension almost is how it felt, even though like it, you know, it was which just is a different strange. variety. Yeah. Manolo said this would happen. I've got to start listening to him a little more. He knows better than me after all. Uh, we got some post-match face acting from Keith Lee looking kind of hurt and bewildered, uh, which makes a lot of sense after the, after the acclaim, get your tag team titles. Yeah, I'd be bewildered too. <laughs> Did you guys see, I don't know that it was like, I didn't notice when, because I was like yelling so hard when they won, but I was see, watching it afterwards. Billy Gunn throws himself in the air and then is just wiggling like a lunatic after they won. And then he throws himself in the wing ring. I honestly think he's happier for them than he would be for his own sons. <laughs> he's wearing those bright pink sneakers, like, which look great. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That man's having the time of his life. Having that time of his life. And Swerve posted a picture of the two of him and Billy Gunn and was like, give me the match I really want. And I was like, yeah, I'd watch oh. that. Yeah, sure, yeah. I'd watch that. I yeah, mean, well, he actually didn't. He didn't say, "Give me the match I really want." He said, "Give me what I really want," and that's all I'll say about that. Yeah, I saw that tweet, and that's actually all I'm going to say about that. Uh, any hopes and dreams, really quickly, for the acclaimed as tag team champs? 
I hope they have like a really long run where they're just like, I don't know how we have this like little scamps just always running off with it. <laughs> like, I know. I would love that. I know. I, I, I really want them to do like bits with the belt. Like I just, come on. Mm-hmm. I want, I want them to do things where you're like, Oh, I think this is the opposite of bringing prestige. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? It is. We need a little fun right now. Yeah. We really need a little yes. fun right now, and they're yeah. the guys to give it to us. So it's so true. You're it was right. so good to have a little feel good moment after the month we've been having. So true. Our BFF Trish from Wrestling Podcast said that <laughs> AEW has been pretty dark this year, and you know what? This was a light. This was a light yep. in the dark. We needed that. That's right. The acclaimed shining their lamp at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> It's not the end of the tunnel if they're shining a lamp there, I guess. They're kind of still more, in the middle of the tunnel, but yeah. <laughs> they're in the middle. They've drawn us into the tunnel <laughs> to, our, to our doom. With Shaq. They've got us halfway through the tunnel. You <laughs> <laughs> thought it was daylight. They're like, it's just us, guys. <laughs> just us babies, but we're happy anyway. What we'll party would be claimed in, in the tunnel. middle of the tunnel? If you're lost in a tunnel and then suddenly you're like, I'm saved, and then it's Anthony Bowens and Max Cassidy, you're like, no, I'm extra fucked. Yeah, but extra fun. Extra yeah. fucked, but extra fun. <laughs> um, okay, so then also on Dynamite sometime after this win, we got a little promo from FTR. Uh, once again, whining that they <laughs> have the top ranking in the company, so they want a little shot at the titles or whatever. And then the guns came out and just made fun of them in the <laughs> most perfect way for me, an FTR hater. Uh, I was pretty happy about it, uh, saying that they're the new top guys. So this isn't that interesting, except that I did want to briefly check in about, like, what is going on with FTR's booking, in your opinion? Literally no idea. I don't understand. I don't but understand. But I was right to raise the question. You are. Right? Yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, it's... The- I don't know if we're going to get in trouble for saying this. The thing is that, like, all spring and summer, they've been, like, the elite are burying us. Like, the Bucks are avoiding us. The Bucks are the only reason we haven't gotten the pay-per-view. Okay, well, they're gone. They're dead. They're never coming back. <laughs> we'll never see them again. And you're fucking fighting the guns. Leah, Who's the fault? Leah, take a breath. Take a, take a breath. You're not Go allowed to, your... to say to us that they're never coming back. <laughs> Go to your room. Play the podcast. Okay? Play the podcast. <laughs> No, but it's true. It's that, right, I mean, though, yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, not that I ever thought that the Bucks were being like, we won't fight you, but it is just kind of <laughs> because funny. Because the Bucks <laughs> did fight them many times, but whatever, yeah. They fought them twice. They fought them twice this year. And they lost. <laughs> they jobbed for them. <laughs> I think it's the weirdest phrasing that wrestling does all the time where they're like, they laid down for him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's like sometimes they're trying to make things sound more sexual than they need them to be. You don't have to. They already do on their face. You don't have to work at it. Well, we'll see what happens with them. Um, I hate them. That's it. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. And they're looking worse than ever. Cash now has a mullet. I don't know if he always has because I avoided looking at them, but they're not fun and I don't enjoy their performances. No. So that's why we don't want you to have the belts, boys. Um, okay, so the other big win of the night, well, there were actually quite a few wins, but whatever. John Moxley <laughs> defeated Brian Danielson to become, once again, our AEW world champion. Uh, so he'll never get to go on vacation. And uh, <laughs> he is now a three t- official three-time world champion at AEW. So he has the most championship wins over Punk because previously, I guess they were, t- is that what was happening? They were technically yeah, tied? They, were, they both technically were at two. That's a farce. 
everything that's happened with this title history in the past four months has been absolutely farcical. So thoughts on the thoughts on the win? I thought it was smart. Like I thought it was great. Like he deserves to have this. Like I mean, I do think it's comedy that he can't go on vacation, and I kind of would like it to be a running bit where every time he's like, "All right, Tony, I put in my vacation request." And Tony's like, "Oh, hold on! <laughs> oh no, another wrestler threw a fit backstage, Moxley." <laughs> No, but I mean, like, he deserves it. Like, and it's like, a, it makes, it kind of makes a statement. Like, it, it's, it yeah. mocks is now the story. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think it's good. And it's yeah. like, people, I saw a lot of people upset about it because they thought Brian should have gotten it. And I'm like, he doesn't need it either. Like, it's not like Brian's like a young guy. that much. No. <laughs> no. The man, the man tested as having the least ambition of anyone they ever tested in WWE. Did you guys know that? No. Was I talking about that with you? <laughs> they yeah. tested? I think so. They, they did personality tests at WWE, and he came up with, like, the lowest ambition score they'd ever seen. <laughs> wow, I completely missed that. I had no idea. Yeah, I find that pretty delightful. But, yeah, I would have been really fine with either of them. Like, I think either of them would be a, yeah. a great champ. But, like, it is nice to just be like, yeah, CM Punk, we're just going to pretend that never happened with you. Yeah. Like, Moxley's the champ. And and I do think, like, just from, a, like, the company's falling apart standpoint, like, probably Mox is a stronger, like, let's all pull together champion than uh, yeah. Brian Danielson would be, even though, like, I think he'd be fine at it. He'd be fine. But, yeah. I think my only thing about this match was that I wanted the two of them to stay friends afterwards. I didn't want it to, like, kick off, like, a yeah. breakup storyline. And they did, so that was all I needed. Which yeah, I'm not... Totally. I think I would have been more surprised if it had kicked off problems between them than it, what happened, which is clearly that they were like, we loved doing that fervent violence to each other. <laughs> and it really just got us so excited and we just respect the hell out of each other. <laughs> it's very funny. Like, because when I watched um, those episodes of Total Divas back in the day and whatever, there were just like episodes where like Renee and Mox and Brian Danielson and his wife Brie Bella would just like go on couples trips together and stuff. So it's just very funny to watch them like wrap their half naked bodies around each other and think about oh you guys like 10 years ago you were you know ATV riding together with your wives wow. <laughs> and nice. now you have so many children um, yeah, babies everywhere three okay Allie you don't have to name how many children they have between each <laughs> between each other between, between <laughs> the four of them together <laughs> what children do they have <laughs> if they're commune if they're polycule commune um, yeah, so Mox did give a little post-Dynamite speech that you can watch videos of on uh, on Twitter.com, the greatest website on the internet, uh, <laughs> that I was genuinely quite moved by, uh, in which, you know, he said, like, the belt, he said, the belt doesn't matter, the man matters, and, like, the man makes mm-hmm. the belt matter, and I was like, you get it, and it's a relief to hear someone say something that is so <laughs> right, right now. <laughs> Fox is kind of like Churchill, Churchill, a little light in our darkness. (laughs) Pretty much. He's the real light at the end of the tunnel. We actually got, we got, we're down a side tunnel now that Anthony Bowens and Max Caster led us down. And we're like, shit, Mox, the other tunnel was Mox. We're down the wrong tunnel now. We're in the catacombs. We're going to die down there. But we're going to have to die at the bottom of this metaphor for sure. Uh, Well, I'm, I'm living and I'm kicking and I'm doing great. Um, yes. So MJF was watching the whole match. That was also a little object of uh, comedy because uh, they cut back to him quite a bit. He was making some great so faces. Much. He also tweeted 
from up there. (laughs) (laughs) Let them both murder each other. (laughs) (laughs) He looked like he was really genuinely enjoying each other, which was great. Like there were some moments where you were like, oh, that looks like shoot enjoyment. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) What do you guys think is going to happen with the MJF Mox stuff in the, I would say in the near term and in the long term? Where are we going with Mox's third championship reign? I would be if if MJF is his first feud, I would be surprised if Mox loses it this quickly. You know, like I think he's gonna I think he's gonna hold it for like six months or something. So I wouldn't be surprised if they like do a run of this feud and then run it back in a couple months. And MJF because I think MJF is gonna win it some at some point, but I I don't think I don't think it'll be I don't think the first challenger will get it. Yeah, and for me, emotionally, if MJF won it quickly, it would not be a good situation, you know? <laughs> I, need, no. I need a good guy to have it for a while, and I haven't totally forgiven MJF for his shenanigans at the beginning of the summer, so <laughs> no, I, I don't need any more backstage shenanigans having the belt right now. I agree that I, six I, don't, months. I don't need more backstage shenanigans, though I have weakly forgiven MJF. He's, he's, back, in, he's back in my heart, and I love him. Um, I was thinking about it, and I think I made this point kind of on the podcast last week, but the thing for me is that like in the world of wrestling, in the world of kayfabe wrestling, I'm like, MJF can't meet, beat Mox unless he's like worked himself up and come up with a real plan. Like he can't even yeah. beat Mox with like a simple cheating plan you could come up with quick. It That's doesn't true. ring yeah. true. He needs MJ- a scheme. He needs he, a big scheme he needs to a try big to, scheme, to beat Mox. Or yeah. Mox needs to actually get under his skin and he wins because he gets the fire in him. So mm-hmm. um, I don't buy it and I don't want to see Mox lose the belt really fast. And I want some stability for my family, mm. Tony. <laughs> so exactly. leave the belt right where it is and let the man go on vacation a little bit. Maybe while he has the belt. <laughs> I don't know. You let you certainly didn't let Hangman wrestle that much, so <laughs> the precedent has been set. TK certainly true. Certainly true. Yeah. So that's how I feel. Uh, anything else? Any other thoughts on this before we move on to the next thing? Mm. No. Happy for Mox. Love Mox. Mox is the only man. Uh, let's uh, let's kind of detour. We're, so we're going to pivot off the MJF thing. So MJF was kind of sizing up Mox, sitting up in the box, uh, you know, during the match, whatever. Uh, MJF also had a little uh, promo showdown with Yuta Wheeler, baby, known baby, on Dynamite. So I think the setup here was that Yuta had come out before the, the, the final match uh, just to comment on, like, both of these guys are in your faction. How are they going to deal with fighting each other? And he clearly had come out to be like, we respect each other for doing violence and there'll be no problems about it. Uh, and MJF interrupted basically just to be like, I am here. Hello, I am here. <laughs> and they did, they went back and forth a little bit. So, like... MJF said that he said there's not a man in this arena who wouldn't let me sleep with their wife I agree you want to you make your point in I just think it's cowardly one. I think it's cowardly when uh, Max Caster would not have added wife we, to the end of that sentence no. we all knew the wife didn't belong there there's not a man in this arena who wouldn't sleep with me period mm-hmm. period period and he right to say it like yeah yeah it's true of all those it's marks, true all of those marks definitely would yeah uh, yeah, so, yeah, I agree. It was cowardly. Uh, Yuda took some shots at MJF's new fiance. MJF took a shot at William Regal. Yuda hit him. Hands Yuda got made. mad at William really Regal mad. being... He yeah. did get very mad. You don't talk about his mom like that. 
No. And then uh, MJF hit Tony Schiavone, our dad. <laughs> our real dad, Tony Khan. <laughs> Tony Schiavone is our father. And we love him. We respect him. And MJF hit him with his hands. And that did seem to... Th- so the crowd had been cheering quite a bit for MJF. He's getting those big, you know, he's back cheers. Uh, that did seem to startle them a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> which I think yeah. must have been the point of the whole yeah. deal right that's got to be your like emergency move is like you need some heel energy like punch tony shivani that'll do it yeah it, and it was pretty always, extreme he always yeah. looks like such a surprise turtle when things like that <laughs> <I> happen. <know. laughs> it's like uh, i'm getting picked on again <laughs> they went really shortly after that i think they went to that backstage the backstage segment with the uh, jade and the baddies and he looked so out, like he just looked like I'm really out of my depth, and I just got hit. And you want me to? I don't know what's happening here. When he ran back to the commentary table too, he was like so like breathless and upset. It was really funny. They do make that man run around too much. Like it's mm-hmm. like you do need one or two other interviewers maybe, but he's, such, he's so good. Um, Yuta did get like kind of hammered on Twitter for how he held uh, up against MJF. I thought he did like okay for a baby. Like I thought he actually did okay. It was very like you did a great for Yuta. I lo- you know I love him. I treasure him. He did not look like he was in the same league as MJF though. So that's like the unfortunate thing. And he is only a year younger. So MJF is really uh, crazy. MJF's been on TV longer though. Yeah, I mean for sure. Yeah. He, yeah, unfortunately MJF is really like really talented. So it's really hard to judge. Yeah. I mean he, he did he did pretty good. The part about MJF's fiance, like something went wrong with that sentence. The logic was didn't like, track. No, he was like, I know <laughs> that your fiance already agrees with me that you're a shitbag, which which we can tell because she said yes to marry you. And you're like, she, <laughs> I know it was like there was a, like a period where you were like, are you going to say something like, because I'm fucking her? Like, <laughs> yeah. where are we going? With this? <laughs> He did get a little lost in there, but um, I thought it was kind of funny. Like the, I, I did see like a bunch of people being like, you got to get like Jericho out there with him or like this kind of stuff. And I was like, well, sometimes you do have to let the, let yeah. the younger guys that you're training, like get them out there and put them in the yeah. moment. Um, and and I, thought, like a, I thought it was fine. Yeah. It was, it was a yeah. No, I told it was totally fine. Outing. Yeah. Yeah. Like low stakes outing. Guys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like let the kid ride his tricycle there. It's yeah, not it's that fine. busy of a street. <laughs> well, it's even, it's like, take the, let him take the wheels off and go down the street. The two, yeah. the, the tricycle wheels, not all of them. He needs two. He <laughs> can keep like, two wheels on the bike. <laughs> Alex, like, put him on the highway. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> I'm not ready for parenthood and I've never said that I was. Okay. Uh, let's quickly touch on what's going on with um, our favorite promotion, Ring of Honor. Uh, it's mostly what we see these days. We're mostly watching Ring of Honor content. Oh. So, and I think we will be for the foreseeable future because this was the opening match of the night. Chris Jericho defeated Claudio Castagnoli as, uh, to become the new ROH world champ. I cannot keep track of their belts. I no. can't keep track of which belts are floating around it's from too these. many. There's so the, many the, belts. The honors, there. the honorable belts. Um, <laughs> This match was fine. It's fine. Yeah, no problem. It was it was fine. It's I mean, I don't know. I do feel like it's I don't understand what they're doing with ROH. Like what is the business model? Like are they ever gonna get their own stuff or are they just gonna like take over Rampage forever? Um, well, we do know that we know that Discovery was like we maybe want some more content, right? So it does seem like p- potential yeah. possibility that that 
they'll get a TV show we, and we can send the men over there. It seems to me like it would be more logical though to have them like regularly on YouTube or something and then have like maybe one match. You know, like we don't have to have like five Ring of Honor matches a week on AEW. Well, some AEW. people it's like just... the match. I, I will, I, I don't want them on AEW, but like if they could get their own show, yeah. Get oh, them sure. Their I'm own fine show. with them having their own show. I just oh, feel like right now what they're doing with it is just very like this is stupid. Well, I assume that what they're, well, I don't know why I'm saying I assume. This is what in my brain I've been like, I guess they want to like, because if they're pitching a show or something, they want to build the credibility of like, yes, we've created a base for Ring of Honor to have it show and it's all like ready for its, you know, they're soft launching it. It's like when you do the crossover app for, yeah. you know yep. what I mean? I guess, except like no one's watching Rampage anymore because it's been so boring. So like, I don't know if it's succeeding. Well, I don't know, but I, that's what I think probably is going on. Now, did you guys like this use of the nickname Big J for Jericho. Should I run with that? <laughs> that's from me. That's not, that wasn't on the show. That's what I'm now. Yeah, like I, I, think, I think we should get, yeah. we should do that. Big J. So what do you think about Big, Big J going to ROH? <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Yeah, I think, listen, I, like, I saw a lot of people upset about this and they were like, I can't believe Claudio... Uh, lost and I was like it's not a real belt it's a fake belt <laughs> he, he won the FTW belt who gives a shit <laughs> which is hilarious like I said this last night in the group chat but it does feel like like a dad won the under 10 year old soccer tournament or something it's just like yeah. what is Jericho doing with this ring of honor belt like sure like obviously they're trying to elevate it and that's fine but like it's just I don't know the whole thing's very funny to me don't you feel like if any dad was gonna win an award that was meant for a child yeah. and be a dick for about sure. it it would be Jericho yeah. so that's 100%. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Jericho ran out there on the field and showed them how it was done. And he's taking the trophy. No. He's saying, like, I still got it. I still got it. And he's like, kid is crying in the back. Yep. But that's Daniel Garcia, actually. That child is Daniel yeah. Garcia. And that child was Daniel Garcia. I, I think I must have missed some little, you know, thing along the way because I thought that Daniel Garcia had been like, I can't hang out with Jericho anymore. Like, I am a wrestler. But he's still on his journey to understanding that. And he is doing such funny acting as he trails around after JAS just looking like he's about to burst into tears. <laughs> he's got such a wobbly bottom lip. <laughs> I saw some recap saying that it, it's making him look like a dweeb that he like keeps no. following him around. No, it's perfect. It's making women love him. Yeah. Again, Daniel Garcia is for the she's, the gays, and the gays. Like what he's doing is perfect. No questions. No problem. Don't cha- never change. Never change, baby. I was texting with Sarah and our friend Blaine right before the pod about the fact that like Jericho. Like both Jake Jericho and Dana Garcia have ROH belts right now, and it's very funny to think about like them now having to like hang out with like with FTR and um, who's the other? Oh, just Samoa Joe. And it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and, like it's like an AEW dorm, and they just got sent to the honor store. <laughs> like, that's, their, that's their store. <laughs> the <honor store. laughs> They're in the nerd dorm. <laughs> Gosh, I have to sneak out to go to the parties. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I think it's kind of like I'm not. I'm not really trying to get that invested, or I haven't gotten that invested in any of the Ring of Honor storylines. But I think like Jericho probably is a pretty good way if you want to get people invested. Yeah. Like the man's unhinged. He's going to do something that will capture my attention, certainly. Yeah. And then probably I'll be like, I love Ring of Honor now. So. 
Fine. <laughs> Did you guys catch commentary so weird with him where they were like, this isn't Lionheart Jericho, this is whatever Jericho. And it was just like, I don't really, I mean, I've watched Lionheart Jericho, but I don't really know what that means. <laughs> like, this isn't Lionheart Jericho. <laughs> like, they talk about it so much, like, he has multiple personalities and they're all very distinct and, like, different. And, or like a Greek god where it's like, oh, Apollo is here in his healer form this week. <laughs> like, I don't it understand is, what's going until on. Until you mentioned it, I'd never, like, really thought about it. And then immediately I was like, yeah, it's actually absolutely buck wild it's absolutely <laughs> buck wild that it's like jericho it's like a choose your own jericho situation where it's like he's like yeah you're welcome to call up any of my dolls any of my doll forms i'm happy to play any of them at any time that'd be my pleasure oh my god i have so many in, okay you know the scene in paddington 2 where hugh grant is in the attic with all of his costumes that he's been wearing to wreak havoc around london and he's like i'm a thespian and i'm an actor and i'm a villain uh, that's Jericho. That's Chris Jericho. Agree? Nailed it. You have no choice. You must. I haven't seen Paddington 2, but I'm sure I you're can't. Right. That's the worst thing I've ever heard on this podcast. You haven't seen Paddington 2, Leah? I know. I haven't seen it either. Producer Audrey? <laughs> she has a child and she's not listening. She's not listening. That's staggering to me. It literally is a perfect movie. I know it's supposed to be good, but it's for children. And whenever people tell me that children's movies are good, they mean for a children's movie and then I'm disappointed. No, I mean... Is it good like Lego Batman's good or is it good like good? I've never seen Lego. Why would I watch Lego Batman? I watch because people tell you it's, it's good and movie. then you watch it and Paddington you're like, this is not blue, a perfect actually. movie for children. It's a perfect movie to watch as a human being. <laughs> Everything okay. about it is perfect. All right. Well, if we're going to digress about Paddington real quick, is there, a, is there a part of that movie that like he becomes like the angel of death? What was with all of the pictures of Paddington <laughs> escorting Queen Elizabeth to heaven? Like, is that part of Paddington too? No, but I was wondering. I think it's like, well, actually, I don't know. I mean, he's a, he's a quintessentially British figure. He was found on a train station. Mm-hmm. She didn't die on a train station. <laughs> <laughs> no. But so, she did buy in Britain for sure. And they have I do love that it's there. like while we're talking to Paddington, can I bring up a, a question I've long wondered? <laughs> I don't know, but he no, he doesn't he doesn't play the role of the angel of death in either of the Paddington films. No. Just a bear. Just a little bear that talks and eats marmalade. Sweet little bear. I loved those books when I was a kid. Okay. Um then Samoa Joe also retained a different ROH belt. And I can't, we don't have anything to say about this, do we? No, I no. cannot care less, except that like seeing Josh Woods was uh, degrading to me. It was just, I don't know why there are all these men that I could not care less about. I'm, I'm blobbing Josh Woods. I actually don't like, I don't like some, I, I read the recaps and I'm just like, that didn't happen, but it did. I watched it. So <laughs> fine. Moving on. Samoa Joe still has title. Okay. So Jericho now has eight world championship belts under his belt, bigger belt of being a man. <laughs> Uh, he has eight of them. <laughs> According to Jericho Sean, would wear eight belts under one belt, and that would be his new gimmick. Can I also say that every single, every single person who said the word Ocho yesterday said it in an insane way? I don't think you can't, because they're all thinking about the Ocho in that one movie, ESPN, the Ocho, ESPN 8. I haven't seen it. <laughs> so well, I don't know what movie you're like, talking about. There was like a I think weird like, take kickball dodgeball anyway there, there's some movie where they're on espn 8 the ocho so oh is that so that's the reference they're making i don't know Probably. but it was just there was like a weird digression where like tony shivani said like four times he was like ocho means eight ocho means eight <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's a little 
bit of a vibe of like, this is oh this really God. is all going to shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> they all fall down. Also British. Like the plague. So, okay. So Jericho has eight. Jericho has eight belts. It's, like, it's like a word problem. If Jericho has eight Ocho belts, Ocho belts under his belt. According to Sean Ross Sapp, Mommy's Little Baby Orange Cassidy has had eight <laughs> title matches in his time at AEW. How many of those matches has he won? Zero. <sighs> Zero. And so how many belts does Mommy's Little Baby have? None. Just, none just, ever. Just his man belt. His he doesn't belt. No, he has a drawstring. <laughs> he doesn't wear a belt. <laughs> he doesn't wear one. <laughs> he has no belt, belt to hold up his pants. He has to only, he has to use a poor man's drawstring. Mm-hmm. That's sick. Tony? <laughs> but the, it's, I'm bringing it up because he, of course, he had his match against Pac and uh, he did lose. Yeah. So he has zero, he has zero belt. Oh my God. This is like the yeah. Lex Luthor. Lex, <laughs> the Lex 40 Luthor. Days. And that was bad. <laughs> That's more tense. <laughs> I don't, think podcast is going really well. I don't think I know that reference. You know, I think I if you know. see it, you'll know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll post it. Okay, so um, this match was. A good I didn't match. expect Orange Cassidy to win it, and yet when he lost it, I still felt extremely depressed about how he never, ever, ever wins any belts. And I just think that it's like after this month, you know, it's like when you have a really bad day, and then like they mess up your takeout order, and you're like, if I had more emotional resources right now, this would not be a big deal. But today. Yeah. yeah. Well, I so the, because of the order of the matches, what had happened? It's like Jericho had won, and then the acclaimed mm-hmm. had won, and then it was Orange Cassidy, and so yeah, and the and commentary kept being like, and of course Orange Cassidy had his breakout match against Pac two years ago. I didn't really think mm-hmm. he was going to win going into this, but then I had a I had a, a brain a brain spasm, <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, good, good wave. Good you might say a bra- it was just, it was kind of a wave, like a spasm, like wave. It was it was good, but um, and I was like, okay, Tony, you have the opportunity here. It's all mm-hmm. belts on the line. You can shoot the moon. Every single belt can change hands. And I think one of our friends was like, well, what does that mean for the Mox Danielson? And I did agree. It would have been if Danielson got the belt. Too. But I think the, since that one was open, it still would have counted if Mox had gotten it. When you floated this shoot the moon theory, I was so immediately so enamored of it. I was like, if we were like, you know what, this company's in turmoil, we're just going to change all the belts, like clean slate, <laughs> shoot the moon. It would have been perfect. I mean, what do you think the energy would be like in a, it must have <laughs> happened before, but like you're in there, it's all title matches and like you get to that final match and every belt has changed hands. Yeah. It would be yeah. like... Yeah, they can't do it. They can't. Yeah. Do all the <laughs> they can't shoot the moon. They <laughs> They're just going to lose. <laughs> but we didn't shoot the moon at all. We didn't remotely shoot the no. moon. And Orange this Cassidy is lost. Where we went downhill. Yeah, yeah we're all over here. <sighs> yeah. Silence. And we're all just like, yeah. So that didn't happen. So yeah. So we didn't get that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I never ahead. thought. I never thought he was going to win it because I was like, well, this is the this is the belt that like goes to other promotions and is like. AEW is cool. You should be friends with them. They're, they're not sending Orange Cassidy to he that. He is cool, though. He's actually cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. saying they don't think he'd be a good representative to other promotions? That's I harsh. I don't think that, like, he's AEW's, like, representative. Like, he he's... is. <laughs> Jim Cornette thinks he is? <laughs> you say like... Jim Cornette's wrong? 
I feel like this is guys, our circus and that's our monkey, Leah. Our I firstborn like, okay. son, Leah. Listen, I feel like we're co-parents and I'm telling you guys. I'm yeah, like, we are. He can't read. And you guys are like, <laughs> he looks at books every day. And I'm like, thanks. He's like just that. looking at the pictures. Well, no, I think we're in the right here because we know <laughs> mm-hmm. how good he can wrestle. Because he reads really good, actually, Leah. <laughs> He can't read as a joke. It's a but joke. Then he does read. <laughs> he's, he's not great at reading, and he's he can very funny. <laughs> What's happening here? You don't love our boy anymore? No, of course I do. But like, he's just—I just don't think that he's the guy that Tony's going to be like, "Hey, DDT, like, work with us." Hey. Okay. Well, I guess in fairness, Tony doesn't think he's the guy because he's never going to get a belt. <laughs> Because Tony makes the wrong decision at every point he could possibly make Tony, the right one. Tony, Tony, my, Tony. My point of this is like, you know how when there's like a major crisis in a family and then it's really hard yeah. on a marriage? I feel like that's the point we're at as a podcast right now. Listen, I can't be blamed for any of my opinions. I haven't seen Matt Jackson in three weeks. I can't, like, don't. This do is feel my that. takeout moment. This is, yeah. <laughs> Look, we're all suffering because we haven't seen Matt Jackson. Obviously, we just see a sneak. Can you believe that there was a Fightful report about their sneakers going on sale? Fightful. Today. They're out of control. And I was like, actually was yeah. like, just don't feed the trolls. Because they're going to be like, you reported this because you're in his pocket. Well, he's in your pocket because he's that small and that cute. <laughs> I keep being like, should I buy those sneakers? I <laughs> I want to support yes. them. Okay, we need to have an interview. <laughs> I want to support them. You, you're already a primary financial support of them. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Why? Just because I'm going to shows every single week? How can I support them? <laughs> Just buying multiple copies of the same shirt. Multiple copies of the same shirt. I bought their book. Like, what the hell is wrong? <laughs> Anyways, the whole reason I brought up that Orange Cassidy can't read is that... <laughs> I didn't think that he was going to win the belt, but I still thought that this match was unsatisfying. I thought the end sucked. Oh, yeah. Um, we with the hammer? Of the cheating. Yeah. <laughs> the hammer. <laughs> there was a lot of cheating in a row at this point in the episode. Three, yeah, epi- was- three episodes. Three, three matches in a row. Yeah, three matches three in a row. And it was, like, stupid. He, like, he, like got the, the, the bell hammer, like... It was like real sneaky about like sort of hitting him with it, and I don't know. It's just like it's like I, they could do better matches. Why was this one kind of weird? I thought yeah. most of it was good, but I did think it was a weird ending. More for me, just kind of as a like, what do you want me to think about these characters in this moment? Like yeah. I'm like pause. Yeah. I'm the director. I'm getting up on stage. I'm just like, what's happening with these characters <laughs> in this moment? What is Ophelia thinking about? Mm. Don't know. Pack doesn't know. He's not thinking. No. Meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Pack, not the most sophisticated of storytellers. It's true. <laughs> I don't know. Usually he really gets away with it. Uh, but it yeah. is in this in this one, I was just like, I don't know what you want me to think. And I shouldn't have to think about it that hard. He was doing no. good face acting in the very beginning where he was sort of like doing the thing he does where he's like, you are the most annoying fly that I have ever dealt with. And no matter how many times I swat you, you will not go away. <laughs> and it is so annoying. Yeah. Yeah, that's this, true. I was reading on Twitter that, or I don't know if this is right, but it, someone was saying they were like, this is kind of weirdly the like one of the low energy matches uh, yeah. because it was it right after was, the acclaimed, yeah. which makes yeah. a lot yeah. of sense. Like people had just lost it. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> they couldn't handle the 
it. You can't stay at that level of energy for. We we know that they had a long night. That show was they too long. Did. The fact yeah, that two hours of rampage after two hours of crazy. rampage. Jesus. I know, and, and it sounds like people home. were, like, super leaving in the middle, which makes sense, because, like, who wouldn't, but... Yeah, yeah. apparently, uh, yeah, well, we won't get into it, because we haven't seen it yet. Um, oh, anything anything else about Orange Cassidy pack? Are they going to keep Tony fighting? doesn't start booking Orange Cassidy better, I'm going to keep watching, probably, but give I'll complain. Give them the trio belts, Tony. <laughs> give them tri- give the trio belts. <laughs> trio belt would be please. good belt. Now Pac has two belts. He has zero belt. He can read, Leah. He deserves a belt to read. <laughs> he can read the belt. Sure, if he's not allowed to go studying abroad, at least he could have the trio's belt. Of course, <laughs> at least let him do a little trio. trio's belt. But you don't want him to read a book. <laughs> she he thinks he can't read job. just because he tells jokes. <laughs> oh, just because he's funny, he's stupid. <laughs> Babes, he's, he's failing preschool. <laughs> He has the highest grade of preschool in his class. He's the top merch seller at preschool, okay? <laughs> Listeners, I do like Orange Cassidy, to be clear. He's still she my song. To. He's still she my song. I just didn't want him to have this one belt, but he could have the other ones. He could have an ROH belt if he wants it. You didn't want him to have it? You didn't, didn't want, want him to have it. No, because then he'll have to go to other promotions. That's why Ethan Page should have it. They could send Ethan Everybody Page off. Everybody likes him. He's a friend to all. He would do well at other promotions. <laughs> I would give him an ROH belt. <laughs> he would bring honor to the family. She wants to, him to not have this belt, and she wants to give him an ROH belt. She this wants him to die. Insulting. insulting. She wants him to die. Leah? You want him in the dorm with Chris Jericho, Leah, with Big J? <laughs> Big J is the resident advisor in the ROH honors dorm. You say he can't read and then you want to send him to the honors dorm. Like, make it make sense, Leah. <laughs> Leah, I have to ask you something. This is really important, okay? If you could trade Orange Cassidy's life for Matt Jackson's return to television. Oh, no. Well, oh, no. I'm this has been the pod. You shouldn't ask questions like Rated, that. Rated Sometimes, review us on, on No, and I asked because I am in a space to receive information that might hurt me. Wow. I won't be You're interested. in a nothing left to lose space, I guess, right? When there's nothing left to burn, you have to set yourself on fire. Right, Would I trade his life? His life? His no. literal life. His kayfabe his life. life. His no. kayfabe life. Thank God. His kayfabe no. life? So like he couldn't wrestle ever again? As Orange Cassidy. Oh. Wait, could I have him as someone else? The, the, the wrestler gym like would still exist, but Orange Cassidy would be dead. Would I be able to see a new persona? Like one that can read? I said this. <laughs> Lionheart Orange Cassidy. Oh, this <laughs> is over. Because you've insulted our child for the last time. He could read anything I'm- I put in front of him. He could read the Bible. He could read a tube of toothpaste. He could read his own name. He can do anything he puts his mind to. He's my child. Is that That's called a mother's as- love. A mother's love, okay? This ever heard of it? the dumbest reason that we've ever gone over time. You understand that, right? We're yeah, not over time yet. We're not yet over time, actually. And we only have one real thing left to talk about. So 
The same four women from last week, Serena Britt, Tony, and Athena, had a four-way match for the interim AEW Women's World Championship. I hate that we have this interim world championship. I want to tell you that. Yeah. If I yeah, never yeah. hear about any interim shit again, <laughs> it'll be too soon. The Should match retire was, the concept of interim. Yeah. yeah. The match was very fun, though. Agree? Agree. It was, I had a blast. Like, I didn't, I had no expectations for this match. I wasn't like, this is how it's going to be. But then I had so much fun. It was, like, really well choreographed. There's a lot of very fun uh, spots. This one where, uh, I think it was Athena flipped uh, Tony, who, was it Serena that flipped Tony and Athena? I don't know. It was yeah, a, because it was a sad on them. Oh, maybe you're thinking of a different... I'm thinking of the other one that broke Brit's nose. No, 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 not up on the ropes. There was one that, like... No, not on the ropes. They had their arms around each other, and they got to their feet. And then she... Double. Yeah, Yeah. she she flipped them over and then sat on their asses and, like, tried to pin them (laughs) that way. And honestly, it popped me big time. I had had a great time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I thought it was was great. Uh, The men's gossip bloggers were really... We're really upset about Brit's nose. Um, but, which I <laughs> her don't beautiful want, nose. Her listen, one beauty. I don't want any noses broken. It is the third women's nose to break in the last like month and a half, two months. So the it's women's noses are getting a little bit of a bad reputation <laughs> as being <laughs> fragile girl noses. But, so don't, so don't break them. So nobody break their noses. But Brit does bleed beautifully, really which does. is, re- mm-hmm. it's real to say. Okay. And yeah. she knows it, which is And she knows it. Great. And she wiped the blood off and then smeared it across her stomach. So it's like she knows how to work with the blood because yeah. I mm-hmm. thought I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she wiped it on Tony too, and that was really attractive, mm-hmm. but then it cracked me up when mm-hmm. she went to put the uh the glove on to do like her, her lock and I was like oh now we care now we care about <laughs> you're all fluid bonded babe no need um so Tony pinned Brit clean but then Brit still went into like turbo mode afterwards and was like stomping Tony and I don't know where anyone was stomping was occurring and then Jamie Hayter came out came running out also to stomp Tony and to scream she's my best friend which um, I think mm. in the moment, I kind of thought like there's about to be a turn here. Or I think she paused and then she aligned herself with Brit. Whatever. I thought we were going to get double faked out. But actually, we got the debut of Soraya, uh, known also as Paige from WWE. Uh, and she debuted. And she did debut. We got the debut of her <laughs> when she debuted by coming out. And she came out and all of the women got out of the ring and just stood there being like, what the fuck? Um, so thoughts in, thoughts in general on let's start with the acquisition of Soraya based on what we know, which is not much. On the one hand, I'm kind of psyched because like I really liked fighting with my family, the movie, and I did see her on Total Divas and she is like deranged in an interesting way to watch. So, you know, so like positives but i do feel like i don't know we're acquiring more people we don't have the time for the people we do have like are we gonna give the women more time i would love it if we give the women more time but if we just get soraya and then like don't use her or like now we like never see you know like ruby soho and uh, you know athena ever again or whatever like that sucks and then, yeah, I don't know. All these WWE acquisitions, too, I feel a little weird about after all of the locker room stuff. Mm. So, 
Seems like a powder keg, potentially. And maybe it's fine, but, you know. So I'm a little bit like, well, we'll see how this goes. Hopefully, okay. Like, I understand people really popped for this. Everyone was very excited. Lots of likes. She had previously, she'd left WWE because I think she said, she was like, my neck don't work anymore. Um, So then everyone's having a big debate over whether her neck works. It's like, well, that's not my business. I don't know anything (laughs) about that. And I know that the men come back when they said their necks don't work anymore. So I think a woman can do it if she wants. AEW. AEW heals people. They thought they had concussions for life, but no, they're back. But then they get them again and they break their necks again. And they break every other bone in their body. They really break themselves. And that's wrestling, baby. (laughs) That's wrestling. It's not my area of expertise, so I can't comment on it. But for me, it wasn't really the moment where I wanted Tony to be like, one of my action figures blew up, so I immediately got a new action figure from the same old dog farm. (laughs) So sorry, but you know what I mean. (laughs) I was just like, I don't know about this. But... I'm interested yeah. to see if, like, I think that it could be good for the women's division if she's, like, a good talker and has a dynamic personality. I do feel like it would be good for them to have kind of a central, like, dynamic figure who could shake them all up in interesting ways, like, especially because mm-hmm. they have Brit be that person a lot who's, like, the talker, like, the dynamic person causing problems Mm -hmm. and it makes people mad at her and because she gets so much time and I'm in love with her so um (laughs) that's my thought was that good was that a good thought I think it was I think it was good I agreed with it yeah okay it would be good for a Brit to have like a rival that could sort of you know stand up be a equal foil yeah yeah for sure I mean, I don't really know why I'm like saying that literally for me, this is all vibes based on how that woman came out where I was like, oh yeah, you definitely could like take a run at being absolute queen bitch, which is what you yeah. need someone else who can do that so that mm-hmm. Brit can grow as a character kind of because she's like yeah. kind of Jade is not like it, they're not doing the same brand of queen bitch thing. No. Right. You no. Know? Yeah. I don't know. No, that's right. Yeah. So I did really like that Effie was tweeting last night about how Paige basically stole his jacket. (laughs) (laughs) Crime. It's always funny. That's what I say. Um, This did the the one I think big bummer here was that it felt like the the Jamie Britt um, like thing plot had been like stalled again and I don't know if that'll be true like they might do some stuff and it might be like the Christian Cage Jungle Boy situation or whatever where I don't know why I said that there was just a week where we kept being like these plot lines are all over and then the next week it was like no they're not so it could be like (laughs) that but um yeah I think it's one of those things where it's like a slow burn is good but it's weird when it like goes one direction and then it like reverses for no reason and then it like goes back the same you know it's Mm -hmm. just like a lot of turns like it'll probably be fine it's just one of those things like wrestling where it's like sometimes things aren't executed well because they get a big get from WWE that week and they need to do whatever but you know yeah yeah I mean that's the fight that Sarah my Sarah and I usually get into is that she'll be like I'll be like but this this storyline didn't make sense and she'll be like well it happened because of this practical reason like yeah but it still don't make sense yeah you've really you've really got it you've really got Meltzer in the living room with you (laughs) give Brian Danielson the belt now (laughs) we don't need payoff on the hangman Kenny thing give Danielson the belt the fact that he was like he was like full gear should be uh Kenny Danielson 
just because I want to see that. I want to see that. <laughs> I'm here to watch matches, really. Hangman hang can get the belt whenever, but I would like to see that. Okay, buddy. Okay, okay, Crazy. boy. Uh, can Crazy. we end on just my my lightest favorite thing of the week uh, that was just Darby Allen hanging out with My Chemical Romance <laughs> doing uh, the coffin drop on their longtime bodyguard? Yeah. <laughs> Happy. The amount of like people that were like from the MCR side of like Twitter being like, yeah. And then they were doing like, they were like bouncing on the bodyguard and was like, yeah, well, that was, that was Darby Allen. And they had no idea who that he's was. He's famous guys. He's, he's really famous. And he was doing his yeah. famous move. It was very funny because as a long time MCR fan, I was like, yeah, that's absolutely like, me 10 years ago like definitely would not have noticed if they were hanging yeah. out with someone from wwe i would have just yeah. been like it's my beautiful sad emo boys <laughs> so i'm like when my worlds come together and i was like i recognize every man in this video <laughs> some of whom i shouldn't i shouldn't recognize the bodyguard of my chemical no. romance but i've actually known him for quite a long time yeah yeah it's kind of like and a problem I go way back <laughs> If there's um, anything we on this podcast like is when we can recognize every man in a room. <laughs> it's a good us, feeling, that, ladies. That is like getting a reading trophy. <laughs> we knew all the men. <laughs> I want MCR to come to an AEW show so please, bad. Please, 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 please. It's just just a little something for the sad girlies. Just a little something for the girls who were sad in their bedrooms back in the day and still gonna, are right now recording it, this podcast. It's going to feel so good to see like the shot of like Gerard and Mikey in the crowd like having a good time, but it's also going to be so fun to see the series of backstage photos. Like please just take a moment and think about Gerard Way taking a picture with Jade Cargill. Like I want that. <laughs> I want, I want that so badly, but you know, the sh- you know what I want more than anything. I want the, the Way Brothers, Music Brothers, to take a picture with the Jackson Brothers, Wrestling Brothers, and I want it to be the weirdest picture you've ever seen in your life. And I want, I want Gerard Way to look so strange, and I want Mikey Way to look so happy, and I want Matt Jackson to look like he's looking at himself in the camera and saying, you still, you still got it, babe. And Nick is there. And I love you, Nick. And Nick because. Nick because. Can you see it? Can you see my vision? Is this a still picture? Um, It is a, um, what is it when it's not, but it's a picture. A A live picture? Nope. Uh, Yeah, live picture. Yes, thank you. Not a GIF, a live picture. It's not a GIF. It is a live picture. <laughs> I know technology. Yeah. <laughs> I want John Jarnell to go to an AEW show at some Absolutely. point. Absolutely. I wish he would. He could come to the same it, show. But I don't think he watches. Yeah. Get them all great. at the same show. Yeah. Round up the musicians of my youth <laughs> and take them to AEW and photograph them with my favorite wrestlers. And all my favorite wrestlers have come back from vacation the of grave. suspension <laughs> of death. <laughs> and they're all there and they're smiling. They're so happy. And suddenly I think this is over the rainbow bridge. We're, this, the rainbow bridge ended here all along because it was about time, not about place. We're heading towards the end of the rainbow bridge. If we can get out We're of the tunnel, tunnel. We're not in a tunnel. We're on a rainbow bridge. No, we are in the tunnel. But Okay. <laughs> If and when we ever end this podcast, our last episode <laughs> needs to be like, and I see Matt Jackson. He's smiling at me. <laughs> we're, going we're going there. there. We're going there. 
want, so you want to end the podcast now? That's what you think. You think, <laughs> stop talking, end the podcast. <laughs> I thought I, she meant that at first, too, but she yeah. meant at the end of I, our I run meant, of the podcast. Yeah, when we, no, I meant when. Oh. 10 years from now, when we yeah. put it to bed forever. Oh, great. So you don't want to end the podcast right now. <laughs> she says, let's keep talking forever. <laughs> this is going great. <laughs> because it's been, you know, when it's just been such a good week and you just can't stop gabbing. <laughs> You think this episode like was good? Well, I we can't answer that. Yeah. Well, we just invited everyone to like review and <laughs> email us about reviews. it. Yeah. So they're gonna be like, yeah, normally I think you're good, but that episode was fucked. If you let's <laughs> let's end it here. If you did not think this was our best episode, just wait till next week to leave the five star review, and actually maybe wait until the day that you turn into a t- turn into AEW until the day you tune into AEW and. The elite come out that that glorious tunnel at the end of the rainbow, and that's the day <laughs> after the podcast that comes out after that day when you should leave the five star review. <laughs> Remember how excited we were for Kenny to come back, and how short a time we got him for. <laughs> I, did, I basically didn't nothing. get him. I was on vacation the whole time. Oh yeah, you were in Australia the whole time. I was on vacation. Why did the you come time. back from Australia? I don't know. I'm leaving again. I'm moving. I'm moving. Are you back. Kenny secretly? <laughs> I've never oh seen God. you two in the same place. <laughs> That's so true. I don't have his uh, charisma or his repulsive hair. Actually, that's <laughs> hair so. On that note, I've been Allie. I've been Anne. And I've been Leah. This absolutely was Tunnel Talk. <laughs> Our show is produced by Marjorie Voinovich. Our theme is by Chris Corkin. Go check out his uh, band Diary. Uh, their new single is available on Spotify. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Tunnel Talk Pod via email at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com. Please rate and ask us for anything. Uh, review and subscribe. That was a mess on the Apple Podcast. Just do that. Just do all of that. And then after that, once you've done that, come back next week.